Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today I'm sharing my conversation with Britt Lanza, a podcaster and business coach for military spouses. Britt's quest to learn more about military life led her to start a podcast and develop a passion for community building and entrepreneurship. In today's episode, we unpack her story from Dependa to Mill Spouse Business Coach, and we talk about three things you need to consider before starting a passion-fueled business as a military spouse. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation, so let's dive into the show. made for more. More than the managing of schedules, keeping up with kiddos, and holding down the home front. Welcome to the Mill Spouse Mastermind Show. I'm here to help you navigate life as a military spouse. Get unstuck and craft a life with purpose. Hi, I'm Christine, a military spouse of over 10 years, mom of littles, and coffee connoisseur. You have something valuable to offer, and when you pursue the things that light your heart on fire, you trade frustration for fulfillment and isolation for a life of impact. If you feel stuck waiting for some future season to chase your dreams, then it's time to discover who you are meant to be because together we can change the world. Friends, if you are struggling with setting goals that are in line with what matters most to you or you're struggling on how to make progress on those goals, the first thing I want you to do is go back and listen to my goal setting episode from back in January. I'll link it in the show notes below. This walks you through how I set my goals for the year. But if you've listened to that episode and you're ready to do a deep dive into what really matters to you and set goals based on who you want to be for the rest of 2022 and beyond, if you are ready to trade your frustration for a fulfilling life as a military spouse, then the Mill Spouse Purpose Playbook is for you. This course is going to help you get unstuck, get clear on what your sweet spot is and how you can begin to set up your goals and your schedule and create a life you love. One that you wake up feeling motivated to take action, where you jump out of bed knowing what you wanna do, why you're doing it, and create a life that aligns your purpose and your passions and your goals. One that will lead you to a meaningful life as a military spouse right where you are today to step into your true potential. So many of us live day to day just letting life happen, feeling unfulfilled, but not knowing what to do about it. You don't have to stay stuck. You don't have to wait for tomorrow to chase your dreams. It can begin today and the Mill Spouse Purpose Playbook is going to help you figure that all out. Figure out what dream is on your heart and how to pursue it. You'll also get my goal setting guide that walks you through the Mill Spouse Flexible Goal Setting Method, how to do regular assessments. I personally use these assessments each week, each month, and each quarter to track how I'm doing. So if you are tired of feeling stuck, if you are ready to get clarity on what it is that lights you up and how to do something that matters and make your life matter today to build a life you love, then go to morethanamillspouse.com 
to get started today. All right, let's dive into my conversation with Britt Lanza. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have Britt Lanza here with us today. Britt, can you say hi? Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're coming to us from. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Britt. I am a military spouse business coach, podcaster, and I do a little bit of corporate consulting as well to kind of help them figure out how to get the military spouse uh I guess, employees that they have on the right track, uh, hopefully to decrease unemployment rates amongst military spouses. So that's kind of a little bit about me. I'm stationed – well, I'm not stationed. My husband is stationed out here at Davis-Monthan. He is in the Air Force, and we've got two pups, and I'm honestly secretly loving the desert, even though my husband does not. So that's a little bit about me. Where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from Vermont. So okay, so so this is very different for you, but I'm glad you are loving where you're at. Um, I would love for you to step us back and tell us a little bit about your military spouse story, how you got started as a military spouse, and what kind of expectations, if any, you had going into this lifestyle. Yeah, that's a great place to start. So. I decided I was going to marry my my service member probably mm, like three months into dating. And it was because he came home and told me that there was a high likelihood that he was going to be deployed. And I was just like, well, you better marry me first. Um, and I kind of just threw it out there as like a joke, but you know, every joke has a hint of truth. And we got about eight months into dating and he came home and dreaded we're going to be deployed, like I'm going to leave for six plus months to Afghanistan. And the first words out of my mouth were, well, you don't have to marry me if you don't want to. (laughs) Because I felt like I'd put this huge pressure on him, like, oh, great, like something you cannot control. Let's just give you more of that. Uh, But we ended up eloping in Vermont, beautiful, quiet, simple ceremony. And he deployed to Afghanistan a month later. And at that point in time, I wanted nothing to do with military life. I wanted nothing to do with the community because the first person to call me a dependipotamus, jokingly, of course, was my husband. And he was like, oh, you're going to be a dependipotamus. And oh, you're going to be a dependa. And oh, you can't be independent if you're marrying me. And it was kind of a joke, but honestly, deep down, I think something like really shifted for me. And I was like, wait a minute, I am fiercely independent. I want to climb the corporate ladder. What do you mean I can't do that just because I love you? Like this is, this is dumb. And so through that and through some research, and then of course, after we got married, Nick's deployed. I am alone and all my civilian friends are talking about how hard it must be to be a military spouse. And I'm like, nah, it's easy. But it was only easy because we were going through a deployment, which is hard enough in itself. And I wasn't really calculating deployment and marriage life, you know, as the same thing. And so it really took Nick coming home and us struggling through reintegration for me to go, okay, I need to lean into this community. I need to figure out what I don't know, which is a lot. And I need to figure out if being a quote unquote dependa is 
the only option. Like, can I be independent? Can I be fierce? Can I be a thought leader if I'm married to the military? And so I started the podcast to kind of figure that out. And I figured out very quickly how many people thought and felt the same way that I did. And I truly found my calling through leaning into the military community. And I think it's huge because I went from not wanting anything to do with it to all of a sudden, oh man, like this needs to be in my life every day forever. (laughs) That's such an amazing transformation. Now, when your husband deployed, were you in a place where you had that community outside of the military or were you kind of in a place where you were on your own? Yeah. So I had a couple friends who were civilians, but mistakenly I went into deployment going, oh, I've done long distance before. Oh, I've I've been in a long distance relationship before. Like this will be easy. This will be just like that, except I know that we're going to be reunited at the end, unlike my past relationships that did not end that well. And so I was like, cool, there's just like this light at the end of the tunnel. But the trouble is, is that deployment is not like long distance relationships. It's not. It's very, very different. And so my civilian friends were like, oh, like, what do you mean he can't come home for the holidays? And what do you mean he can't call you more than once a week? And, you know, oh, he's not giving you the time that you deserve. You should, you know, divorce him. And like, they just had this mentality that he wasn't putting me first and that that was a problem. And I struggled with this because part of me felt that way too. I was like, yeah, I miss him. I want him here. I want to talk to him more often. But this big part of me was like, but the mission has to come first right now. He's in Afghanistan. He's not home. He can't put me first. And that's not how our life is going to be. And so I had a small community, but not people who understood what I was going through or understood the different things that I was feeling or struggling with uh, related to the military at all. So how did you go about searching that out? I know you said you started the podcast to try to figure this out, but that's a a really big thing because I know there's a lot of people that just sit there and say, this is awful. I don't know what to do. And they just sit there. But, you know, that says something big about you that you were like, okay, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to help other people along the way. So talk about where – where you started to go to look for answers and and how that all came to be. Yeah. So the first place I went were spouses pages. Not sure I would recommend that because you get mixed responses because it's not vetted. So like you throw out a question and all the negative Nancy comes out and all of the positive Nellies come out too, where it's like, oh my gosh, like this is great and you're going to love it and there's nothing negative. And then you've got all these people who are like, this is the worst. There is no good side. This is just like the elephant graveyard in the Lion King. Like you just don't want to be there. And so it was really hard to try to figure out who to trust and who to listen to in such a wide public space. And so through that, I said, you know what? There's got to be other answers. And originally, I actually wanted to create a handbook for military spouses who had the same questions that I did. And I was like, I'm just going to write down all the questions I have, and then I'm going to go ask seasoned military spouses the answers. 
and I'm going to compile it into this handbook and then I'm going to put it up on the internet so that people can download it so that everybody gets the same information. We're all on the same page, literally. And as I started doing this, I realized I had a lot more questions than would fit in one handbook. I was like, this is like the encyclopedias kind of a thing. And I had posted on my local, like my base's spouse's page, and I had asked like, hey, would anybody be open to me interviewing you for this handbook? Because I've got a lot of questions. I'm a new spouse, and I know that other new spouses feel the same. And what was really, really powerful was that I had over 100 responses of military spouses who either were stationed here or had been stationed here who were willing to jump on a call to help me out. And I got like 12 interviews in and I kicked myself that I got that far in before I realized something. And I was like, you know what? I need to turn these into a podcast. (laughs) Why have I not been recording these? So I decided to just share my story online. And I was like, you know what? Worst case, I take it down and only a couple people listened. Best case, somebody heard my questions and can answer them Or someone can hear this and resonate and get answers while I get answers. And I can kind of grow with my community. And so through that process, we have interviewed over 100 military spouses on our first season was about anything. And our second two seasons was on entrepreneurship in general, Um, getting more specific to the mill spouse entrepreneur. But just everything from like what does your living situation look like? How did you take your fire rescue job to Hawaii when you moved? How did you as a male military spouse handle this? Uh, what was your journey as an LGBTQ plus community member in the military space? All these questions that I had, I was just like, what does success look like for the military spouse in all areas? And I finally found what success looks like for me, which is entrepreneurship. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I think, you know, there's so many people coming with those same exact questions that I remember being a new military spouse and and really not having the resources. And when I would go ask people, they're like, oh, you know, just just keep yourself busy or you can go to school and become a teacher because you'll be able to find a teaching job. Like there was like very like finite, like here are your options. And I was like, none of those options really work for me. And so I was like searching. So I I really love that you were like, okay, like I'm going to do all these interviews and, you know, start putting this information out there. And that's what I love about where we are as a military spouse community now because there are so many more resources than there ever were, especially when I started several years ago. Um, So I would love for you to talk about like that first season of your podcast and what were some of the lessons that were really sticking in your brain? What were some of your biggest takeaways? Yeah. So in season one, I literally just threw out a call and I said, anybody who's willing to talk to me I don't care where in your journey you are. You could be a new spouse. You could be a seasoned spouse. You could be a veteran wife. Like, I just want to talk to you. I just want to know what your experience was like. Is this reintegration process my husband and I are struggling with, like seriously struggling with, is this normal? And it was really interesting because I never felt like that military spouse you know, and I put air quotes around that. But I never, you know, we'd been through one deployment. 
We hadn't PCS. We don't live on base. I had all these things in my head that disqualified me from being a military spouse and from being a valid member of our community. And so when I was reaching out, I was like, hey, you're a military spouse and you're doing the darn thing. Like, can I interview you and get you on the podcast and we can, you know, talk about that? And over 80%, probably close to 90% of the people I originally reached out to all said the same thing. And they said, oh, I'm not spouse enough to be on your podcast. I, you know, have only been through three deployments. I've only done one PCS. I've never done a deployment. I've never been through a PCS. We live on base. We don't live on base. I don't have a job. I do have a job. And it was so interesting how many people disqualified themselves from the title for the exact same reasons that I did, that I just didn't feel enough. And what truly changed the picture for me was convincing these people that they were enough, that, you know, I was like, it doesn't matter if you haven't done that. It doesn't matter if you've done that. Like, you're spouse enough to be on the show because I just want the real deal, right? I don't want the um, whatever it is that we stereotype military spouses to be. I want the real deal. And so through that process, I really discovered that I was also disqualifying myself from a community that I shouldn't have been, that I was spouse enough. I was spouse enough to be part of the community. I was spouse enough to call myself a military spouse. And I was spouse enough to do the podcast. So that's the big lesson that I learned. So after you really accepted yourself as a part of this military spouse community, talk about how you went from that point to really focusing on entrepreneurship. Yeah. So as I was going through the podcast, I was really picking up speed as far as like, okay, what is my purpose in life? And I could just tell from the podcast that I was getting closer and closer and closer to finding that and realizing that my corporate job was great. It was a good pay. I had steady hours, but it wasn't reliable anymore. And not just within the company itself, which was having trouble, but because of my lifestyle. Like I'm now at a place where if Nick came home and told us we were moving, that wouldn't be an option for me. And so I knew that I wanted to create sustainable income for myself, for my family. I just wasn't sure what that looked like anymore now that we were part of the military community. And it was through that and through interviewing people that I realized that I really enjoyed social media. I loved Instagram and I just started taking courses on it. And through that, I realized like, hey, as a military spouse, our community, our physical location changes, which means our physical community changes as well. But I just settled on this epiphany that our online communities are so imperative to everyone who's a small business owner in order to get growth, to bring in revenue, you know, all that fun stuff, loyal customers and clients. But truly as a military spouse, having that reliable community, which is not something that we're familiar with because we just don't have access to reliable communities in the military, but being able to say, that, okay, I'm moving, 
But the people that are in my corner, the people who believe in what I'm doing, the people who purchase from me are staying the same and just growing bigger was huge. And so I actually started my business coaching focusing on Instagram and really just helping small businesses learn the ins and outs, figure out how to post, how to market, how to sell themselves on social media platforms. And now I've, of course, grown and shifted because I don't appreciate the uh, intense focus on showing up every day, every hour on social media to grow your business. I don't subscribe to that. But now I really help the mill spouse entrepreneur build communities, and that's within their business or around their business online, and truly helping them create that sustainable income that they're definitely worth. Would you talk for just a few minutes about the importance of community? Because I I think this is something that we don't really understand. And, you know, we've grown up where you have these physical communities and they change, but there's so much power in these online communities and being able to develop that sustainable relationship over time. So can you talk a little more about that? Yeah, this is something that I could probably get off on a tangent on. So make sure to stop me when I when you're like, Britt, this is enough. <laughs> I fully believe that military spouse success directly correlates to our community. And that can be online, uh, which is where I hang out. It could be in person, like a spouse's club or on-base functions. It could even be like a rotary club in the community that you're in. If you're not at a base or you don't live on base or if you just want to expand and go beyond just your base and look at the town or the city that you're stationed in, there are so many opportunities to get involved in the community, and it's huge. This Of course, I focus on entrepreneurship, but this seriously, it doesn't matter what kind, what type, what variable of a military spouse you are, because no matter what, community is is what's going to carry you through. Community gives you opportunities, which means that you have more experiences, gets you closer to people that you connect with and people that you may not helps you figure out who the heck you are, what your passions are, and what you love. And it also helps to build a deep understanding of your own worth, which when you're just one-on-one with someone can be very hard to do. It's very easy to critique ourselves to – you've had podcast episodes on this, you know, where we just get so down on ourselves and our inner voice is just so negative – But when you're in a community and you're building something so much bigger than yourself, man, I just get goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it's insane the power that we have and the worth that we have when we're in a community, when we're in a group, and when we're truly with the people that vibe with us best, I guess is is the Gen Z way to say it. But for sure, like – Communities online in particular, because they are fluid, because they are transient, because you can pick them up and PCS with them, it means that these people get invested in your life. When you are posting photos or stories about your life in Texas and then you pick up and move to Washington State, your community goes with you. And through that, you can build relationships where people are like, hey, weren't you just in Texas? We just got orders to Texas. Help a girl out. Where's the best place to go for ice cream, right? Priorities. Or where's where should I get my hair done? Or, you know, all those questions that you see on the spouse page. 
But imagine if all those people knew somebody who'd recently been there because they were part of an online community. They wouldn't have to ask a whole group of unvetted, who knows what kind of people for both the negative and the positive because they would genuinely get answers from someone that they trust. It would be a vetted source that they believe in, that they know, even if they've never met them in person. And it's just so beautiful, the power that that has for everybody involved, not just the community leader. I love that. We're we are moving to a new base this summer and, you know, you got to start over trying to find that hairdresser and all of the different pieces of the puzzle that are a part of your life. And so, you know, you can go on to like the Facebook spouse pages and like type it in, but then you never really know like, okay, who are these people responding? What what are they telling me? Are they trustworthy? I mean, it's way better than not having that at all, but to really have that kind of community, that just takes it that one level deeper that I think is just so valuable. So can you talk for a little bit just about military spouses and entrepreneurship and, and why entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is such a great idea for military spouses? Yeah, sticking to the theme about how flexible our life has to be <laughs> and how fluid things have to be, I think it's so valuable to have a source of income that no one else dictates for you. I recently had a client who's been working on her business on the side and her corporate job full-time, and she's been on the fence between quitting and not. And she actually, just last week, and it breaks my heart, just last week, she came to me and said, well, because we pcs and I can't meet this one little tiny part of my job requirement, they are moving me and I'm no longer – like they basically fired her um, without technically firing her because, of course, that would be illegal. But it was that kind of thing that just gets me fired up because there are so many military spouses who either don't get a job because they are a military spouse, um, though the paperwork might say something different. We all know what it means when they ask you what your spouse does and you tell them. Um, or when they see that resume and it's only got, you know, jobs from all over the country and only a year to a year and a half at each, they get it. Like they, they know whether or not, you know, you've been able to say something. And so the corporate world can be very judgmental towards military spouses. They look at us as untrustworthy, as unreliable, as all these things that are totally outside of our control. However, being your own boss, you get to dictate what hours you work. You get to dictate your boundaries. Do you work overtime this week? Do you take a vacation? You get to dictate your life. You are empowering yourself to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, which is the big thing, right? Like how many times do military spouses get to say that they get to make their own life choices? Not that often. <laughs> so if you get that power through entrepreneurship, especially if it's something that you're passionate about, like obviously this is something that I'm passionate about, but I have clients who are passionate in nutrition. I have clients who are passionate in productivity. I have a client who is passionate in inbox management. I mean, do what you love and love what you do. <laughs> Those are not my passions, but those are their passions. And it's amazing how many people, especially after this great resignation we just went through post-pandemic, it's incredible 
the amount of passion that you can have for something and the amount of diversity that comes with those passions. So whether it is a hobby where you enjoy creating something or making something or you enjoy thrifting or antiquing and redesigning furniture or even MLMs or anything else. I know you just did a side hustle episode not that long ago as well. Um, you know, it's it's incredible the power and the self-worth and the self-confidence that you get with entrepreneurship on top of the ability to dictate your income and say when you're going to work and dictate your priorities and your boundaries as well. It's just the sky is literally open. There's no glass ceiling. There's just no ceiling. (laughs) Well, and I think there's two key points that you said there. It's really this element of being able to control your schedule because we all know as military spouses that, you know, our active duty member is going to be able to only take off at certain times or you're going to want to have that time with them before they deploy or you know, whatever, if they're working a shift and you want to be able to be on the same schedule as them. If you're in a traditional job, you don't have that flexibility, right? And so to have that flexibility with what hours you choose to work, that's really powerful. And then you combine that with that element of passion, of not feeling like you're in a job that you hate, that you feel stuck because You want to make that income, but you don't love what you're doing and you're just kind of passing the time or, you know, counting down the clock. When when do I get to go home? Um, But to really combine that passion. So you have worked with many military spouses who are looking to start a business or really combine that passion. Where do you recommend people start? As far as like, okay, what am I passionate about? How do I turn this into a business? Where do you recommend people get started? Yeah, I think as a small business owner community, a lot of people forget the fundamentals. They're like, oh, cool. I've been, you know, making these for friends and family. They seem to like them. I'm just going to open up an Etsy shop and get started. And the trouble with that is that it's not scalable. If you are not part of your business anymore, would it still function on its own? That's what scalability means and saleability means. And so when I talk to a lot of my clients, they just kind of throw up a website or throw up an Etsy or decide to start you know, selling things on Instagram and they're just kind of winging it. And while that does have a merit and I'm all for getting in and getting messy instead of being perfect, I think there is power in understanding just a few things before you get started. Number one, who it is you're selling to. I think it is crazy important to know who you're selling to because if you're selling to a 19-year-old versus a 29-year-old versus a 39-year-old, your messaging is going to be different. Something else to keep in mind is, you know, their gender. Are are you talking to other women? Are you talking to men? Are you talking to Um, atypical? Are you talking to transgendered people? Like what, who are you talking to? What kind of a community are you trying to build? So number one is definitely know who it is that you want to sell to. Number two is definitely to understand your mission. Like what's the point? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to build income? Are you trying to change the community? Are you trying to increase unemployment rates? Like what is the point? And that's your mission statement. With that comes your brand values. What is most important to you? 
what I love doing with the clients is just Googling uh, values and just listing them off, writing as many down as you can that make sense um, that you love. For me, that's safety. I'm huge on safety. I'm huge on community, of course. I'm huge on employment. I'm huge on faith. There's lots of different things that matter to me specifically. So just Google a list of values, write as many as you can down, and then narrow it down to your top five. Once you know those top five and you know what order they go in, you're going to be able to distinguish opportunities from distractions. Meaning if somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, let's do a collaboration or hey, have you thought about doing this? Instead of just doing it, actually sitting there and saying, does this line up with my values? Does this match my mission? Is this really who I want to sell to or where I want to go? That way you're not focusing all your time and attention on something that's either not going to sell or that's not going to fulfill your passion and your desire. You're going to get burnt out. And so if you can determine who you're selling to, what you're selling to them, your mission, and your brand values, you're going to be set in a good spot. I love that so much because I think, you know, especially when we as military spouses are starting out on our own venture, it really starts with us. And that's why we have the values worksheet on our website so you can go through and say, okay, what are my core values? Because everything we do stems from who we are as a person and really knowing ourselves and our values. So um, I think that was really helpful advice. What advice would you want to give to military spouses who are just struggling with the way that their life looks today? I think it's important to step back from the the closed up view that you have right now because you're just in it. You're in the thick of it. And really just evaluate, is this where I want my life to be? And if not, where do you want it to be? What is your mission in life? Not just your business mission, but where do you want to be? Is this how you want to be remembered when you're gone? Is this how you want to be remembered at this duty station or at this point in your life or this season, right? Just sitting there and saying, okay, what do I want and then how do I get there? I'm an Enneagram 3, so I love setting goals. Goals are not for everybody. Enneagram 7s, y'all love to have fun and I'm here for it. That's not my jam, but like if that's yours, that's great. But really just taking a step back and saying, okay, what do I – like how do I want to show up? What do I want to accomplish or do and how do I get there? And I know that you have a bunch of awesome podcasts all about this and all with different like mindset exercises and things to do and things to contemplate. So of course, listening to this podcast, you're already here. You're in a good spot. But I think just taking a step back, sometimes we get so into it and our nose is just so close to everything that we cannot possibly see the big picture. So just taking a step back to evaluate that and then readjusting one tiny step at a time. I love that because I say this all the time, but sometimes it's really good to just hear it from somebody else that, you know, it's not just me behind my mic saying this is a good idea. No, like this is really valuable for you as a military spouse in your life today. So we've talked about how you've started this podcast. You have this business coaching military spouses. I would love to know what's your big dream now that you've gotten more clear on your purpose, like really what's your big dream? Yeah, my big dream is to build 
brick and mortars all over the country for military spouse communities. And I know some people are going to listen to that and they're going to roll their eyes and be like, oh man, just another space for those dependos to hang out. That's the whole point. I want a space for military spouses to be able to come together to really embrace who they are and all of their differences and in everything that makes them the same. And I really genuinely just want to create spaces of safe contemplation and safe networking where people can show up as they are, leave as they are, and have vetted resources to help them on the journey. So whether that are therapists, whether that's podcasts, whether that's business opportunities, I don't care what it is. I just want to create the space for people to have those connections and for people to genuinely care about each other throughout this community and within it, both online and in person. So that's the big goal is online and in-person community building spaces. I love that so much. I, I think it's so important that we we continue to dream, to not feel like we have to wait for some future season to chase our dreams, but to really get clear on our dreams and to start to move towards that today, even if it's tiny baby steps one day at a time, just moving towards and, and never to stop dreaming. So thank you for sharing that dream with us. Thank you for coming on the show today. How can our listeners connect with you and find more about what you do? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so, so, so thrilled to be here. Seriously, this is amazing. Uh, Y'all can find me on Instagram, obviously. That's at new underscore altitudes. If you just type in new altitudes, you'll find me. There's not too many of us out there. Um, And if you need anything, feel free to DM me there. I am an open book. I can help answer any questions, connect you with people if you're looking for someone. We can ask the community. We can get involved. We can we can make that happen. So feel free to connect with me. Don't be shy. I am seriously so open to talking with you and connecting. You can also go to my website, newaltitudesllc.com, and there you'll find opportunities like in-person retreats. You'll find coaching opportunities. You'll find people that we love and other partners. Uh, you'll find a lot of good stuff there. So primarily Instagram, but also the website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I know that this is going to be so impactful for so many of our listeners. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much, Christine. Okay, friends, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation. Please go over, connect with Britt on IG or go to her website, newaltitudesllc.com. You can also find her podcast, in your favorite podcast player. It is Moments with an M-E-O. What I hope that you take from this episode is that anything is possible. It's really all about taking action, just figuring out what that next step is for you. With Britt, it was just asking questions about what it meant to be a military spouse and seeing how that evolved over time, what passions emerged, how she has stepped into her purpose through just taking those small steps of faith. And the same thing is possible for you if you are willing to take action and stay curious about your life and be open to what's possible. You have something to offer the world and it's up to you to step into your story and make a difference in the lives of those around you. I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time, may you live filled, fueled, and full of joy. 
Hey friend, before you go, the Mill Spouse Mastermind community is here to help you thrive as a military spouse. Figure out what lights your heart on fire and equip you to create a life of impact. You can have an incredible impact simply by heading over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. And if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others too. Spread the word by taking a screenshot of this episode and share it to your stories so we can continue to reach more people, change more lives, and shift the way that military spouses look at life. Because we are better together, and together we can change the world. Let's do it.